Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So my interview today is with Avi Lewis, and I'm absolutely thrilled that I was able to connect with Avi. Uh, he's in New York, I think, promoting uh, his new film called This Changes Everything. It premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival, and I wasn't able to connect with him there, but I got him online and uh, on the phone. And we, we it's a short interview, but you know what? It, it It's compelling. It's interesting. It's fun. you got to stay tuned on this and you're going to find out a little bit more about about Avi's new film and about Naomi Klein's book, This Changes Everything. But what I think you're going to be really interested to see is that this is a film about something other than the environment. On the surface, this film is about what's happening and kind of how we're going to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly, I suppose. But that's the surface text. Go a little bit deeper, peel back a couple layers, and what you're going to find is a, a shift. You're going to find questions being raised about things that have been haunting us for years on a philosophical level, on a uh, community level. This film's about collaboration. This film is about relationships. This film is about how we know and what we know. And, you know, years ago, American Beauty, what was the, what was the film about? The tagline was, look closer. That's exactly what Avi is asking us to do in this film. It's compelling. It's interesting. It's a great interview. Wait for some of the images too. Uh, so uh, buckle up, uh, enjoy uh, the interview, and um, we'll uh, wait for your measured response. 
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by uh, Avi Lewis. He's the director of This Changes Everything. It made its world premiere at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival, 40th anniversary of the film festival. Avi, thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's a great pleasure to be here. So we've, we've got a limited amount of time, and I have no idea where to start, Avi. <laughs> and, well, what do you do with a project called This Changes Everything? Oh, for the love. Could you have, could you have gone with a loftier title, maybe? Well, you know, it's, it's important to remember uh, for the book and the film that, you know, Naomi and I don't believe that books and films change the world. Movements do. People yeah. do. And that this, cha- this changes everything. It's not the book or the film. Climate change changes everything. And, and either, you know, it's going to change our world, um, whether we do anything about it or not. Uh, we are facing a future of radical change. That change can be apocalyptic if we stay on the path we're on. And that change could be truly inspiring and hopeful if we somehow rouse our societies out of their slumber and, mm. and actually use the clim- addressing the climate crisis um, as an opportunity to get at its root cause, uh, uh, a violently unequal economic system that since 2008 everyone in the world knows is in desperate need of, of mm-hmm. some serious renovation, if not revolution. I love the way Naomi, near the end of the film, talks about you know the 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 idea of of uh, a pressure from below. <laughs> it's so great, you know, just the whole the oil below the ground. The metaphor is is brilliant, and this idea of you the, know, the, well, the bubbling up is. I mean, you know, this is what we, you know, when you when you when you think about making a, a book, a film political manifesto, whatever is your venue, and we've chosen all of those things um, as a sort of united front, as a way of getting this more radical frame into a, a wider, the wider culture, you have to think about, you know, how change happens, what, what your, what it's become fashionable to, to call it your theory of change. Mm-hmm, First, mm-hmm. As a creative worker, as a communications worker, as a storyteller, how, how do we actually think it works? What role for my part, as a documentary play in, in social change. And, 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 what we've, and that pushes you into the question of how change happens. And what we've seen is this wholesale ideological capture of the political class around the world um, where the fundamental tenets of neoliberalism, and it's a relief to be on a rabble podcast where I can use that term. And <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Talking about, where neoliberalism is just such an iron grip on, yeah. them, on the political class globally. Um, that, you know, politicians just aren't going to save us. And you can see, I mean, you see the incredible appetite uh, for Bernie Sanders, for, uh, for the Pope's visit to the United States. You can see people are talking about inequality and climate change and linking the two. And, but the political class is just not going to do it um, without pressure. And so what we've seen in places like Germany, and this is a, maybe, you know, it's only a minute in the film, but it's one of the most important minutes for me, is that Germany's engaged in this massive energy transition, which has been going on for a decade and a half, and the energy and the propulsion for it really came from the anti-nuclear movement that turned the tide against nuclear energy. A big watershed was after Fukushima, and the energy transition there was already in motion, but that really gave it a, a, a huge push. And after, you know, turning the tide on, on, on nuclear energy, that movement morphed into a pro-renewable energy movement. And now... You know, the, 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 the next phase of it is, while an incredible transition has gone on in the energy system with a huge growth of renewables, they haven't retired coal. 
in a significant way in Germany. And so you have some of the dirtiest lignite coal uh, mines and, and, and power stations in, in Europe um, that are now the subject of a huge activist uh, campaign. So, uh, Avi, so the German you... politicians are feeling the pressure from yeah. movements, and not particularly progressive governments in Germany have been doing incredibly progressive things, creating 400,000 jobs and 900 energy cooperatives with community control over energy and, and deprivatization of electricity utilities and 30% renewables in their electricity mix because of pressure from people. And so films yeah. can give people ways to come together to share stories and to change the narrative and to be a meeting place and a conversation starter and to be a tool for organizing and movement. And that's, that's where I feel like the film could, could serve a useful role. Well, I, and, and I think it's going to do that at, at least, um, it seems to me. I, I, the question I have is, do you, do you, do you believe in little things? Do you, believe in, do you believe in incremental change? Or are you are you hopeful? Are you you know it comes up in the film and a couple of the people that you interview or who are speaking throughout about this idea of we you know we need a macro change we need to turn this upside down. But I get the sense of Sisyphus rolling the the the, the stone up the hill, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 this is a very deep question, um, David. I grew up in a family, um, a, a, an NDP family, a political family, and I learned as, uh, my family's theory of change. Right, nice. I like it. Yeah, it's good. You know, which is that um, the change of society, you have to change laws. And the laws are written by politicians. And the way that you get a more just society is you engage in the political process. There's a party that is the, the, the avenue for our values. Um, and we work for the party. And we elect members at the provincial and, and national level. And we make better, we, we make better legislation. And incrementally, little by little, we improve the lives of the majority of people, of working people, and that's, that's how change happens. And I think, you know, as a teenager and a, an adolescent, as a young adult, I was always to the left of, 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 of that tradition, and I felt unsatisfied by its ambition, the way kids want revolution. As an adult confronting the enormity of the climate crisis, I just actually think we don't have time for that. Right, right. I mean, I never really invested in it personally because um, I went into my mother's family business of journalism rather than my dad's of politics. Right. But, um, but I, I, I just think that incrementalism is really being challenged by the severity of the climate crisis and how fast we need to make a U-turn. So uh, it's, I think all change does happen incrementally until there's a big leap. Right. Until there's an Arab Spring, until there's an Occupy, until the Berlin Wall comes down, until uh, until Alberta elects an NDP government after three right. four years right. of stories, and then and then after these huge lurches, you kind of go back to incrementalism. But I but I think the leap um, that that Ravel has covered in in such a beautiful way, um, and that has caught the imagination of so many people in our country, the idea that it's time for a leap and we don't have time for little steps. Seems to be seems to suit the tenor of this moment. Do you know? Do you know what I love about your film is that it's really not about the environment at all. I mean, thank you. You know, it's this. It's 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 like 
it's like if we peel back a layer or two, this is about story. It's about collaboration. It's about how we know. It's about build. It's about, can I use the word epistemology on this interview, Avi? It's, it's I, about. I, I am so great. As someone who studied uh, Husserl, I'm quite good. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But let's leave okay, I'm going to say that we will alienate. The phenomenology, the audience. Yeah. We're going to alienate every every member of our listening audience if we go into a, a, a discussion about French and German existentialism. I'm pretty sure of that. I don't think I can hold my own at this point. Uh, yes, it is about ways of knowing. It's absolutely about ways of knowing. It's about interconnectedness. It's about people um, who, who... It's about communities coming together across difference. Yeah. And this is an absolute... This is something that just blew my mind as I went... I went to India, to southern Andhra Pradesh, where there was a famous... Uh, struggle that had won an incredible victory against the coal-fired power plant in Sompetra. Mm-hmm. What I discovered when I went there and talked to people, like, how did you do it? What was this, what's the secret sauce? Like, what, what happened here? Is that the movement was led by professionals, doctors and lawyers mm. and, and, and professors who live in the town. Yeah, these are serious like, people. The wetland that they were saving is the, is the, is, is, provides the livelihood for fishers and farmers and, and, and some of the poorest people in, in society who are doing subsistence uh, fishing and farming, and it was this unprecedented coalition that built across class and ethnic and 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 caste division, and against gender uh, across gender divisions. Because of course, as everywhere we see women at the absolute leadership uh, in 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 all of these social movements, and and providing the vision and the strength uh, and and uh, and the power, and and so this movement was really about this group of people in the town seeing people, the mm. others, mm-hmm. seeing those people that, that, that were invisible before and understanding that they had a common interest, that this wetland supported all the life in the area, all the diversity of, 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 of life. And so it, that really is the fundamental challenge, and that's why the idea from Naomi's book that we chose as the through line for, for the film is changing the story of our, our 400-year-old mm. fantasy that humans were put here on Earth uh, to dominate and use nature for our own end, and finding a way to older, ancient, and also futuristic narratives of regeneration, of reciprocity, well, yeah, and, and, and being connected and working together. I, I mean, we are so steeped in the Enlightenment still, right? We are so still children of the Enlightenment. And, and I love what, what, what you and Naomi have said with this. You know, uh, where's the quote here? Shapes, uh, stories shape people, what they see and what they can't see, close quote. I mean, isn't that what this is about, Avi, to some degree? And this is why I brought up the whole notion of knowledge, and I know, and I know you are with the film, but it's about those layers, it's about those filters, right, that we... There's, there's no question. I mean, look at the, the, the hole in the center of our country. That's mm. um, You know, I've had a Google alert on Fort McMurray and oil sand you know, for, like, for like almost 15 years. Right. But I think for, for a lot of people, thanks to a lot of our... Of our, of our comrades in the environmental movement in the United States who really put the pipelines on trial. Finally, the TARS, and the, thanks, unfortunately, to the Harper government who, who restructured our entire economic and environmental system for the service of that one resource. Um, finally, the tar sands are at the center of the Canadian political conversation. But for such a long time, we couldn't even see this greatest ongoing crime against nature that's taking place right smack in the middle of our country, the mm-hmm. largest industrial project on Earth. So it's very much about 
about seeing what's, what's already there. And in Arge- we, we lived in Argentina for a year in the early 2000s and made a film called The Take. Which is great, by the way, and for anyone who hasn't Thank seen you. it, it really is good, Avi. Yeah. We, learned a, we learned a phrase uh, that, that people said um, in Argentina about the dictatorship. What was, and, and it, it goes, so it doesn't translate perfectly, but it goes something like, Nobody could deny what nobody knew. Mm-hmm. In other words, that everybody knew what was happening, and everybody was in denial. There were torture centers on the corner, mm, right? And yet everybody went shopping and pretended not to hear the screams. Um, and it's breaking down that wall between what we know is happening um, and and what we can see and what we can engage with. Hey, do you, I think is the key do, to unlock Avi, do you think, of activism, which is just waiting to happen. Yeah, well, you know, and, and there, you, you, you talked to somebody after Hurricane Sandy, and they, and they said something about, you know, a crisis like this cries out for collective action. Do, do, do you think that too many of us are just lazy on some level, that we've just checked out and said, you know what, the market will sort it out. Others will sort it out. It's way too big for me. You know, you know, uh, what can, you know the, the notion of what can one person do? Yeah, well, what, what can one person do is the question that we all face in isolation, and we are subject to uh, an indescribable number of messages and support cultural support for that isolation. Our entire consumption-based global economy tells us uh, that we will find our happiness through, through retail. And that our <laughs> thing to do at night is to chat with people virtually about what we're watching on our screen. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I don't blame people for that. I think there's a system in place, uh, an immensely profitable system, um, that reinforces that, that vision of isolation and, and, and of consumerism um, from every conceivable angle and blasts it at us from ev- all of our screens all day, every day. I think people care. I think, I think, I think most of us care. Well, maybe mm. we care too much. Right. Um, and we know what we're doing to, to, to our home, to our common home. And in a way, we can't bear to look because we're ashamed. There's a lot of mourning to be done. There's a lot of sadness to go through about what we've done to, to this beautiful planet. Um, and, and yet at the same time, uh, I don't think indifference is the problem. I think, you know, it may be that people care too much rather than not enough. And it's that denial, which is a, a very important human mechanism for dealing with trauma, um, when we dwell in it too long, becomes mm. a negative force. And I think that's sort of where we're at. And what's exciting about this time that we're living in is that a lot of people simultaneously are coming out of denial. We see the explosion of the climate justice movement. There were half a million people on the streets of New York City exactly a year ago, and there's going to be more than that in Paris for the climate talks at the end of the year. The divestment movement has exploded around the world in the last three years, and university students and municipalities and, 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 um, and other institutions, faith-based institutions, are divesting from fossil fuels. Incredible victories have happened there. And the pipe, none of these pipelines that we've been fighting have been built. Mm. And there are no coal export terminals that have even broken ground on the west coast of Canada. And like all the new coal mines proposed in the Powder River Basin, uh, none of them has, has, has broken ground. And so, like, you know, not, I, I don't believe in 
sort of overinflating movement victories, but we have an awful lot to celebrate, and a lot of people are coming out of denial because there are real victories being won. We're not winning. Don't for a second pretend that we're winning. We are, go we are hurtling in the wrong direction as a global economy and as a global society, but it's not like nothing is happening. Right. We're seeing people come out of that denial and, and emerge blinking into the light and finding that there's a lot of other people there waiting for it. And I think that's, you know, I hope that some of that comes through in the film, because it's certainly, from well, spending five years of my life going around the world talking to people who are engaged um, in community struggle, that's what I took away. Well, I think, and I think for me, it's, it's, it's about the dialogue, it's about the conversation, it's about, you know, it's about the question, you know, the Neo in the Matrix, Trinity says it's the question that drives us, right? And so... If we continue to peel back those layers and keep this in the forefront, and this is what films like yours are doing and books and so on. And, and I guess, I guess that's where I do believe in little things. Yeah. You got to have the macro and, and, and it's a build. Uh, but, but if I'm going to have a conversation tonight around the dinner table about your film, then I think that's going to, that's going to uh, create a, a, I hope a wider embrace of one kind or another. I have to say, Avi, I love one of your establishing shots, the, the roller coaster in the water. <laughs> with the American flag, I mean, it's awesome. That Thank should be you. like Thank the poster. That one. I, I, just, I think this roller, people know that the roller coaster that we're on is getting flooded. Certainly Canadians know about the oil roller coaster, and Calgary's been underwater, you know, two of the last four summers. Um, well, and I went, to, I went to playground. I went to kids. I, I actually saw the hope in that as well. Like, you know, yeah. You know, and, and I, I look at my kids and, 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 and how they've been raised in an environmental world that I wasn't. And how, you know what, there are good reasons to be hopeful. I, 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 I totally agree with you on the little things. I, I think, you know, the, the key to unlock here is how do people um, who are working, who have to feed their kids, who yep. are working low-wage, multiple low-wage jobs, but the majority of people scrambling to, to just fulfill their familiar responsibilities, and um, how do those people uh, engage and become engaged citizens and become activists? Because if we really do need massive, uh, massive social change, and it's going to be driven by massive participation um, across, across society. So what is that thing that, that, that clicks for someone? Mm. What is that thing that can turn on the light and make a life of engagement seem really appealing? It could, it, and, and that's where I think the little things can be incredibly important. It could be a book or a film. It could be a conversation with a colleague at work. It could be, you know, a, a chat with your parents and siblings at dinner. Mm -hmm. um, it, could, it could be any number of things um, that leap out of the clutter at you. And I think that is the, the, the power of little things, the power of that moment of transformation that can strike like all human moments. Um, at any time and in the mon most mundane of circumstances and I, I think that's really quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I think there's, you know, this this idea of validating the other has become really kind of as as crazy as it might sound uh, uh, on a certain level, uh, f f f sort of central for the work that I do. So I work in development and so on, and 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 we we just we seem to and and I maybe you know some one one of your one of your uh, uh, one of the people in the film they they kind of blame capitalism. It's a pretty interesting little interview with Naomi. <laughs> like she doesn't want to say it, you know, she doesn't want to come yeah. out. But but there's a there is a demonization of the other, and I and I don't 
like you listen to some of these, you know, these, these, these advocates for the free market and you go, really, did you just say that? And I know they're saying, <laughs> they're, they're looking at others on the other side of the fence and they're going, wow, those guys are just all hopeful, idealistic nut jobs, right? And, and, and what, what for me, I mean, how do we get those guys in the same room? How do we get everybody in the same room? Well, I, I think, you know, I think for the real ideologue, um, I, I don't, for myself, that's not the focus of my work. I think those people are deeply invested in their narratives, and um, I also think they're a minority and a fringe. Mm. I think they're a vanguard that thrives. It's um, a great line, vanguard that thrives. Very, they're, they're, yeah, they're very profitable ideas that they espouse, but they're very crazy. Um, which is why we kept in the clip of Mark Morano, climate <laughs> oh. deniers in the United States. Avi, he's, he's unbelievable. You want more? You want more trees? Use more wood because using more wood sends a signal to the market that trees have value. If you want more elephants, market their ivory. Oh, that geez. is a patently insane statement, oh. which perfectly articulates the pure free market logic of you know self-interest driving the greater good. Um, and the invisible hand of the market uh, taking care of everything. So it sounds insane when you say it's pure and straight like that, but actually it's the dominant idea of our time, and it's the key to understanding our whole system. I don't need to convert Mark Morano. Mm. What, we need to con- what we need to do is engage the 99% of us right. who don't agree with crazy statements like that, and then those people uh, will be lonelier and they'll have less power. Can I ask you one last question? You have to, you have to forgive me because I've got to, I've got to go and talk to someone else. I, I could, this, con- this is a conversation I could have all day. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, maybe we can do a part two down the road. I would love that. Yeah. Well, listen, Avi, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. This changes everything. Um, is it is it going to wide release? It premieres uh, in theaters across the country on October 9th. October 9th. Excellent. Well, thank you. And follow, follow, and community screenings uh, are, are, are can be booked uh, by early November. Excellent. So the film is going to be in theaters, and if you miss it there, you can book your own screening shortly after. Very good. Well, listen, congratulations, and thank you so much for your generosity today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, David. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Bye-bye.